You're listening to a message from the Winsboro Church of Christ. This is the Winsboro.Church podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can get in touch with us at any time through our website at Winsboro.Church. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our online worship service. Uh, We're here together again, team preaching, and we hope that you're doing well. We hope that this this service is a, a blessing to you. Uh, and the time that you are still at home and everything. And we certainly pray that in the near future, we'll all be together again soon. Uh, we're praying for all of those who are, are still at home and worshiping at home. We know it's been a long while, and uh, we know that you're ready to be back just as much as we're ready to have you back. Uh, but just know that you're not alone. We're here for you. We're praying for you. Uh, and we hope that this service and certainly even this lesson uh, that we bring to you from Luke will be a blessing. So. Today we're talking about forgiveness at the table of my Lord, and so I'll let Colby kind of take it away and get started in in Luke. Yeah, there's a story in Luke chapter 7 about Jesus being at the home of a guy named Simon the Pharisee, and it's an interesting story because it's while Jesus and Simon are at the table and other people are around, Somebody barges in. Somebody invites themselves over, you could say. And uh, KT knows what that feels like. I do. do. Last night, uh, I called him up and said, hey, KT, can I come over? Uh, I uh, needed to use a washer and dryer. Ours at our house, I'm doing a little bit of work on, so they're out of commission. But the kids, we thought we did enough laundry to cover the days it would take in order for me to work on the washer and dryer. But... Logan came and said, I don't have any clothes. (laughs) Well, we told you to do laundry two days ago, but okay. So I took Logan's clothes over to Katie's house and he was gracious to let me in, even though (laughs) I invited myself over. So, and I don't know how many times you've experienced somebody inviting themselves over. I know my kids do it quite a bit. Uh, If ever any of my younger children, especially come up to you and say, can I come over today? Or just kind of assert, I'm coming over today. What time would you like? I mean, kids are innocent that way when we forgive them a little bit. But when an older person does it, and maybe not a good friend, maybe even somebody you don't even know, it gets pretty awkward. And that's what happens in Luke chapter 7. Verse 37, Then when a woman of that town who was a sinner learned that Jesus was dining at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfumed oil. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. She wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and anointed them with the perfumed oil. So this woman comes up to the table, and we miss something because, like Katie talked last week, the table was very visible, often likely in a courtyard in the central place of the house that was very visible from the street. Uh, They weren't near as walled up as we have our houses because, well, they didn't have air conditioning either, so they needed the air to flow through. But people could see what was going on. And often at the table, there would often be a crowd gathered around. So you had people at the table like Jesus and his apostles and Simon the Pharisee and his guests that he had invited. But then very commonly crowds would gather, especially to hear this this rabbi, this teacher, because uh, the table was often the place where rabbis would teach over meals. They would have these discussions and people would pose questions and they would answer. So this was a very public event. And so 
some of Jesus' disciples, maybe not the 12 apostles, who maybe would have been at the table with them, but maybe the other disciples and the other Pharisees and the other teachers of the law had gathered. And this woman kind of squeezes her way through, I envision. Maybe holding back her tears at first, but then she gets up to the front. Uh, something that a woman would not generally have done. She's supposed to stay in the back and the guys who are asking the questions are supposed to be up front, but she works her way up front and then even breaks through the yellow caution tape or whatever we want to envision, falls down at the feet of Jesus at the table and starts to weep, starts to wash his feet with her tears, wipe them with her hair. She, uh, uses this perfumed oil and anoints his feet. And we can only imagine what the response was from everybody, but we don't have to imagine what the response was of Simon, the guy at the head of the table, the host of this party, so to speak. He says to himself, verse 39, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him that she is a sinner. She was, she had this reputation and Simon knew it. Many other people knew it. He thought, well, Jesus, this newcomer in our town, he doesn't know it, but that just proves he's not a prophet. So Simon was skeptical, but the woman is unabashed, is, is brazen in what she comes to approach and show this moment of tenderness to Jesus. And Jesus responds to what Simon tells himself. Verse 40, Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to say to you. He replied, say it, teacher. A certain creditor had two debtors. One owed him 500 silver coins and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts of both. Now, when, now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Don't you just love how Jesus says that? That he's basically showing Simon through this question, through this short little story he tells him, uh, just what posture Simon's in, right? And I love that Jesus chooses to hold up a mirror for a moment and say, Simon, this is what you're doing. This is where you are and this is where the woman is. And I can't help but notice the contrast of their postures when they come to the table, right? That you have Simon in one hand, <clears throat> head of the table. He's the one hosting the meal. Um, you know, I, I think back to my college days whenever I took a few business classes. And in one of the classes one day, we learned about some of the business etiquette that goes on. Um, the etiquette of even going into a business room for a meeting and uh, what it means to have the person sitting at the head of the table, person right next to them, so on and so forth. And I know they don't have the exact same culture as we do in this, but very similar, right? Like you said, the ones that are of authority, they're the ones sitting at the table with Simon next to Jesus all around the table. And you have this idea that Simon is sitting there and he's head of the table and looking down but specifically looking down at someone else and thinking higher of himself and less of her. But then you have this woman's approach, right? That she shows up and she's basically down on her hands and knees, weeping. And I even say that her head's down too. 
but for a very different reason. Her head's down out of humility, out of respect for Jesus, that she wants to be close to him. She wants to offer him everything she has because she knows who she is, the sinful woman. And Jesus, uh, I think, does a phenomenal job, as he always does. Uh, And he continues to talk to Simon about what this woman's really doing and showing Simon the truth behind it. Starting in verse 44. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. I think for us this morning, as we read this story of a a woman whose sins are forgiven because of her faith, I can't help but ask myself and help us to ask ourselves, when we come to the table of our Lord, what, what is our posture? What is my posture at the table of my Lord? And that makes me remember sometimes when I came to the table of my parents, you know, the table of our Lord, coming to the table of God that Jesus has provided entrance into for us. Uh, Lord obviously can refer to God and Jesus both and should. Uh, And of course, Jesus is the one that's there. And these stories we're looking at in the Gospel of Luke. But I think about going to my parents' table when I was pretty young. And I had a certain posture. (laughs) They would set before me something like beanie weenies or uh, ham and beans or sauerkraut and weenies. We had that quite a few times. Mm, Sounds delicious. (laughs) Well, my posture was I'd take the plate like... I pushed it away and maybe turned up my nose. I didn't like it. I didn't like what was offered me. And I was a picky eater. So there, if it didn't look right, I didn't even try it. And my mom would you know, tell me, you don't know if you don't like it, if you don't eat it. Since <laughs> I've told my kid a sense, but I refused to even try. And I got pretty old. I was late elementary, junior high, and I was still a very picky eater. And looking back, I can see how much I missed. Because now I like a lot of that stuff. Well, not the beanie weenies, but I, <laughs> I like roast and potatoes, stuff I didn't touch when I was a kid, or turkey and dressing and gravy and so many wonderful things that are out there that my mom was right. I really didn't know until I tried it. And, uh, you know, you'll wish you had eaten more of this. And, and now I'm catching up because I like everything put in front of me now. But Jesus actually is the one supplying the meal in this story. That I mean, the, the physical meal, what they were eating, Simon, obviously, is the host, his servants and other cooks or whoever he had preparing the meal. And that's what was laid before them. But Jesus brought something, too. Have you ever had somebody bring a dish? Uh, you invite them over for a meal, you, an invited guest, not an uninvited guest, but you invite them over for a meal and they ask, can I bring something? And you say, no, no, you don't need to bring anything. But then they show up and they've got a little tray of something anyway, maybe some cookies or bread or what have you. 
And I'm all, that's all right. You just sit on the table and you eat it too. But Jesus brought something to this table. Not visible, but he brought our word for this morning, forgiveness. He brought forgiveness. And he had plenty, an overflowing amount, just pouring off the side, a fountain of forgiveness. Follow Jesus wherever he went. And I think that's why this woman was drawn to him. Because she saw in Jesus hope. She saw in Jesus compassion, forgiveness, grace, Mm -hmm. something that nobody else is willing to offer her. And it was just pouring off of this table because Jesus was there. And so she worked her way up to access it, to engage with it, to participate Mm -hmm. in it. And Simon, like I did so often, turned up his nose. I don't know if I like that. I don't. He didn't like what Jesus was offering. Whenever I was a kid, um, my, my parents tried the, if you don't eat it, then you won't eat. But I came pretty close to the brink of starvation, I'm pretty certain. So they caved. I, I, <laughs> um, fine, go get your peanut butter and jelly. And I lived off of peanut butter for a long time. But here's the thing about the table of Jesus. If we don't accept that forgiveness, we do starve. And especially if we don't rejoice in the forgiveness of others. I think Simon didn't mind getting a little forgiveness on his end. Sure. He thought to himself, I owe about 50 bucks, 50 silver coins. You know, Jesus' parable there that he's the one that didn't know too much. He lived a pretty good life. He was a Pharisee, pretty well off one, one that was attracting, you know, this had a big house to invite Jesus as the rabbi and other people gather around. So a prominent Pharisee, we could even say. And yeah, a little bit of forgiveness. I'll take what you got, Jesus, maybe. But then Jesus just pours it out on this woman. Hundreds of silver coins in debt, unable to pay it back. And Simon turns up his nose at that gesture. The gesture, and then also, especially the gesture of the woman offering her response to Jesus, which is love. And that's the point of Jesus' little story that when when he forgives both, who loves him more? And Simon answers rightly, ah, obviously the one who owed him more. Well, yeah, Simon, have you been listening? (laughs) This woman is the one who's showing love more. And here Jesus is, Simon the Pharisee, prominent. He basically tells Simon, I choose her. You can have your table with the food you have on it. That's, you know, your things. If you don't want my forgiveness, have your table. I'm going with her. And that's kind of a scary thought. That if we turn up our nose at Jesus' forgiveness, he lets us. And his forgiveness moves on to someone else. And that can be a beautiful thing as forgiveness is poured out. But, oh... I don't want to miss it. So I want to have the posture of falling down on my knees before my Lord and saying, give me, let your forgiveness pour out onto me. I will embrace this plate of your your nutrients, of your nourishment, because that's what I need. And we don't just need it once. When we're baptized, become a Christian, we need it all the time. And the beautiful thing is we can squeeze our way through like this woman. Actually, the door's flung wide open and Jesus says, come. 
come to the table of forgiveness. And when we do, the only thing we need to bring is love. Uh, the only thing Jesus asks of us. Joel above me. Father God, thank you for Jesus. God, thank you for the forgiveness that he offers us at his table. And Father, this morning we're reminded of the posture that we ought to have, the posture that says that we need you, that we need your forgiveness, Lord. And Father, help us to have that same posture of humility, that same posture of forgiveness ourselves with others who come to your table. Father, help us to look at one another uh, with forgiveness in our hearts. And Father, do not withhold that. As it's passed on to us from Jesus, Lord, help us to pass it on down the line. God, we love you. We thank you for another day, another morning to praise you and to serve you, God. We just ask that you will be with each of us, each of those who are worshiping at home. Father, help them to continue to serve you and to love others as you have loved us, God. Father, we're so grateful for your forgiveness. We need it today and we need it every day, God. And I pray that we will come to you and that we will be faithful to you alone. Lord, we love you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.